And we are talking about the importance of supporting law enforcement in this country. And our next guest knows it all too well. He is the son of, I think, the best NYPD commissioner ever, Ray Kelly. And also Greg Kelly's life is really one of service as an, a basically lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves. I remember I was hosting on Fox News when Greg was on a tank going into Baghdad. And I remember we were live together at that historic moment. And Greg is one of the great defenders of law enforcement in this country. Of course, you know him from the Red Apple Audio Network, our flagship WABC. Also, his great show on Newsmax TV. And now he has a debut book appropriately called Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. Greg, great to have you here on the Rita Cosby Show, my friend. Oh, Rita, so good to be with you. Thank you so much for those kind words. And uh, yes, I do remember well you anchoring and uh, running the show in New York while I was over there in Iraq. And uh, Rita, it's uh, so much has happened, but you still remain a legendary and a superb journalist in every way. And uh, it's a pleasure to be with you tonight. Well, you too, my friend. And you had the much more difficult job being on the tank going into Baghdad. And and your life is really one of just, I think, of courage and service. And you and your family, Greg, you know, I love all of you guys so much. And I know how much you love law enforcement. And so I wasn't surprised. I love this book. Um, Justice for All, tell us why you felt so strongly about talking about how important it is to have law enforcement and all these organizations. And also what happens when you don't. Yeah, you know, it was during the summer of 2020 where, uh, I mean, I think a lot of us saw uh, society coming apart. Um, Now, I'm not talking about uh, the protests and I'm not even talking about the riots because this country has seen uh, plenty of strife over the years. We've seen race riots. We've seen we've seen all of that. But what we never had is the entire culture excusing and even ignoring Uh, the destruction of property, and the harming of police officers. It was happening. It was rampant during that summer. And we had had riots, as I mentioned, and perhaps the liberal media might have had sympathy for the genesis of the riot or the grievances that were being aired. But everybody understood that a riot was a riot and a riot was bad. And that changed in 2020. And I saw some sacred institutions. Uh, Some of them were corrupted and some of them were victimized. The military, and I write about this, General Milley, uh, comes out and uh, apologizes for appearing with the president. Uh, He says it was misconstrued and somebody might think he was involved in domestic politics and then goes on to weigh in on every hot button domestic political issue of our time. You know, my, my beloved military, I, you mentioned my, my service in the Marine Corps. What was going on there? And how could these men and women of law enforcement be overnight vilified? And I did some research and I really found out what was going on. Democrats and liberals and left want to take over law enforcement. And they very much would like to have, I do believe, a national police force that is owned by them, much like the teachers union, much like Hollywood leans left, academia leans left. The media lean left. They want that out of law enforcement. Now, I don't think it's going to happen, and there are things we can do to stop it, but that's their objective. Which is really scary because you think about um, even during a lot of the defund the police movement, which is still going on, 
uh, that they come out and basically say, well, we'll have community policing instead. And I'm thinking, yeah, uh, okay, there's a bank robbery. Let's send grandma over there to fix it. You want a cop who's trained and who knows what they're doing. How, how, what can people do to stop this who really love law enforcement like you and I do? And as you beautifully lay out in your awesome book. Well, it's a tough one, but there are three things that I think people can do, and they may sound very modest, but if we start doing them, I think that uh, we might be able to move the needle. Now, number one, um, and this applies to people of all color, but I'm talking to conservatives specifically, black, white, red, brown, Asian, whatever, but conservatives need to be more comfortable talking about race. Now, right now, there is a very silly conversation about race happening nationwide. Uh, it's a silly, unhelpful conversation to avoid having a difficult, uncomfortable one that might just be able to help people. You know, Barack Obama, for one brief shining moment in 2008, there was a lull. He had secured the nomination and he was waiting for the general election. It was before the convention. He came right out and said, we have a problem in the African-American community. We have too many fathers or MIA, too many fathers are AWOL. And that leads to often, not always, but often um, incarceration, high school dropout, uh, illiteracy, all kinds of problems. And we have to do something about that. Now, he was hit hard by the left. Jesse Jackson threatened to castrate him. And he never did it again. He decided that he was going to go all in with victim culture. He didn't lead on an issue that at one point he said he really wanted to lead, uh, which was very disappointing and an opportunity lost. So we have to be more comfortable talking about that. I'm talking about conservatives, no matter what you look like, because the left dictates the parameters of that conversation. And most of us, you know, you bring up race, religion, politics at a dinner party. You know, nobody really wants to talk about that. We have to become adroit because there are there are landmines. You got to be comfortable talking about it. Know uh, know what you're talking about. Number two, I say you got to write letters. And I know this sounds corny. We're all, you know, pick up the phone or send a tweet or a text. But writing letters to public officials, something magic happens, actually, believe it or not, and you get their attention. But you got to put pen to paper or computer ink to paper. And the last thing I say, as much as I support law enforcement, and I totally do, we have to remember that law enforcement serves us. They're great. They deserve our respect. Uh, they already have our admiration, most of us. Yep. But they work for us. And uh, you'll notice the Capitol Hill cops got a little bit carried away. And uh, that's the beginning of fascism. 1,000%. The book is Justice for All by the great Greg Kelly. Get it. It is awesome. Come back soon, my friend. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506- 6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.